What's up, everybody, and welcome back to your market wrap, where I wrap up the week that was in finance in five minutes. So it has been a while since I've done one of these because of the holidays and various travel. So while I will be covering just the week that was, a couple of stories may bleed into previous weeks as well. So we're going to have like kind of like a few weeks in one, but mostly just this week. But first, as always, what am I drinking? And I'm drinking a delightful long black coffee from a place called Pigeon Pear, which is just down the street from me where I am in New Zealand currently. The coffee here is absolutely fantastic. And the people at coffee shops, I swear, are the friendliest humans I have ever met in my entire life. They will stop a conversation with their friends just to say hi to you and pick up a conversation with you. It's absolutely fantastic. So if I have any listeners from New Zealand, um, keep doing what you're doing, first of all. Or if you're planning to go to New Zealand, I'm about to hit you with some fire recommendations over the next few weeks, starting with Pigeon Pear, which is a little coffee cart just down the street from me. Absolutely fantastic. But enough of that. On to the markets. How did we do this last week? The Dow was up 0.72%, the S&P 500 was up 1.17%, and the NASDAQ was up 2.26%. So a pretty good week for the markets overall, like really, really good. And you know what? The markets had a massive 2023, hitting all-time highs. The Dow was actually the worst performing and was still up 13.7%. The S&P was up 24%. And the NASDAQ, which is tech heavy, was up a whopping 43% on the year. That's massive. Those are huge, huge numbers. So in a year where leading up, everyone thought there was going to be a recession and it was all doom and gloom and oh, we're all fucked. This is just another example of why you shouldn't trust analysts or expert forecasts or even Wall Street because they don't know shit about how the market will move and no one ever has. But great year for stocks. So hopefully your portfolio crushed it because hopefully you were in some ETF that tracked one of these three. If you weren't, damn, that sucks. But anyways, let's get on to the news for the week. What were the top headlines from last week and maybe from like the last couple of weeks? The first Bitcoin and crypto ETF were approved and Bitcoiners went nuts. They traded those puppies all day and Bitcoin surged. And then it promptly, promptly came back down to earth a bit. But really, Bitcoin has been surging this year in anticipation of these ETF approvals. And I know I'm an advocate for ETFs. If you've ever listened to this podcast, you know I'm a big ETF guy. But this doesn't mean you go and invest in Bitcoin ETFs because, let's be fair, you don't understand crypto. You don't understand Bitcoin and you shouldn't invest in something that you don't understand. Just saying. Just my two cents. Also making news is that De Beers, the top diamond producer in the world, slashed diamond prices as the market for diamonds has been absolute shit due to competition and COVID and a bunch of stuff like that. So now is your time to get a diamond or just get one of the fake ones because they're just as good, right? In another bit of shocking, eh, I guess it was kind of shocking, shocking news, the U.S. regulator has blocked the merger of JetBlue and Spirit Airlines, citing competition concerns. And normally, I'm all in for this. 
Like I'm all in for, hey, like maybe we should crack down on some of these mergers because they're getting a little bit out of control and they're going to hurt competition. Um, but Spirit Airlines has been really, really struggling financially and they'll probably go into bankruptcy. So this was going to be a saving grace for the company. And now that is, and now it's not going through and they'll probably be forced to liquidate or try some miracle turnaround. So I don't know how I feel about this one, to be honest, but that's what happened. Now, on the other side of the border, we have the fallout of the Roger Shaw merger coming out. And it starts with Rogers taking over from Bell with the most telecommunications complaints across the country. That's right. Rogers, he clearly aren't doing a great job because everyone's complaining. And now, big surprise, they are raising phone plan prices starting in Quebec about a year after they said they wouldn't. So that's fun for all of Canada because I'm sure that'll spread. In some other news. Alberta oil production hit an all-time high in November with the Trans-Canada pipeline expected to be completed early this year. And yes, if you listen to some of my other market wraps, they did get their appeal accepted, so we won't have a super long delay anymore on this pipeline or any more than we already have had. In a bit of U.S. news, the Biden administration is hoping to cut $4 billion of student debt after their proposal last year was rejected. I think they were looking at slashing like 10 billion or 11 billion dollars and they're really going after this one like they're really trying to cut this debt for people which is great but i mean hey if you're 34 trillion dollars in debt as a company what's another 4 billion right (laughs) drop in the bucket and the jp morgan ceo so jp morgan massive bank in the states This CEO took home a massive $36 million in compensation in 2023, which has people shouting about pay equality and such. And look, I get it. They get paid enough to make you sick, but they also run the biggest companies in the world. Could you do it? Probably not. Could I do it? Fuck no. And this guy has led them to profits never before seen in US banking. This guy's doing a fucking unreal job. I'm not saying that he should get paid $36 million, but I'm saying he should be compensated really, really well for what he does. That's just my two cents. And finally, one more fact to top it all off on this topic, that the $36 million is really only a 4% raise over last year. So he's barely keeping pace with inflation, guys. Yeah, he's just like you and me. And in the final news story, the world's first trillionaire is expected within the next 10 years. That's what a new study says. So keep saving that money every month, that $100, that $200, and maybe it'll be you. I mean, probably not, but dream big, kids. So with that, that's going to wrap it up. Short and sweet and to the point. I hope you learned a little something, something about the week that was, or I guess the last two weeks that were. If you like the podcast, please like it, share it, download. And if you have any questions, you can find my contact info in the show notes. So thanks again, everyone. I hope you have a great day and we will see you next week.